0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of me, myself, and I'm Joey Jabala, and we're joined by a lovely beauty that I met online relatively recently and got into very quickly because I love your shit. Singer, musical theater producer. He has a very, very interesting background. Please welcome Super Nero to the show. Hi. How are you, beautiful? Good to be here. Good to, good yeah. to meet you, even though we've been like kicking and caring like for like I'm what, totally like a good Keke half hour now, but like you have such a great energy and welcome to the show, welcome to the people.
1: Thank you, baby,
0: thank Let you. Let them get to meet you now.
1: Yeah, thank you for giving me the the opportunity to, I don't know, just hang here with you and we'll see you know where that takes. I was telling you earlier, but I, would, I don't mind to say this to your you know, viewers too, that this is my first, uh, my first, Interview, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a music artist. So I don't know. First, how do you? What's the? What's the sentence? You've uh, the f- people that do the first uh, thing, first time they get debut. The, no, uh, debut. no, that they have. They're lucky. Duh, you can cut this one. Uh,
0: like uh, a
1: luck, a luck of first timers. Uh, I, I, I have it in Hebrew, but milestone the, the milestone, maybe. <laughs> Let's say it's a milestone. Let's say it's a this milestone. is a milestone. This Every is a milestone. day is a milestone. especially
0: it is. in this lifetime we're living in, but today for you specifically is a milestone that is so going to that point just to dive into things where where did Nero come from you as a person and then where did Super Nero your stage name and persona come from because you even said in your body and you've told me before you're kind of being reborn now as an artist as Super Nero so who's Nero behind the scenes who is Nero in musical theater coming up and then who's Nero as an artist
1: yeah uh I mean, I'll try to keep a long story short, but um, so Nero, uh, my Hebrew name is Nir, but all my mm-hmm. friends call me Nero. And here in English, from some reason to most English native speakers, Nero comes easier. So Nero. Uh, and I'm originally from Israel. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, born and raised over there. Uh, I'm partially Egyptian. So we know uh, that we're, we're, we're sisters over yeah. there. Yes, uh-huh. quarter Egyptian. Uh, and... That's it, you know. I I I was born there, grew up there, uh, to a family full of pilots. I was just telling you that both my brothers are pilots, and my sister was this officer in the air force, and my dad and my mom and my grandfather. So very like military uh, vibe family. Mm. But I always loved singing and dancing and putting on, you know, yep. my mom's shoes. Or uh, so, not a pilot. Um, but always had this, this, you know, always had the passion for singing and performing and dancing. And, you know, I did the whole, you know, community theater here, whatever kids, you know, yeah. do, uh, until I actually, you know, worked professionally, uh, in Israel on both on stage and TV. There was even a moment of uh, being a top finalist of a reality TV, uh, yes, show in Israel. It was a
0: British, that was the other one. You've done multiple
1: Yeah. uh, uh, We're talking about Greece. You're the one that I want. Yes. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I started uh, also like writing some original music with uh, friends, mentors. Um, And then after the service in the military, um, in some time of uh, being a professional entertainer in Israel, it felt natural to move to New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always, you know, I came here for vacations and yeah. I saw my first Broadway show was Wicked uh, and I won the lottery and I sat in the first row it's in breezy. the middle Aww. yeah, and I was 19 and I just remember the energy of everything, the costume, the music, the, so it was so bigger than life and I think that moment uh, really kind of like told me, you're going to end up here. Yeah. So four years later, I, uh, I moved here. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, should I go? Yeah, I studied in a musical theater academy. Uh Uh, I toured with Jesus Christ Superstar. So I was doing the musical theater performer. For a minute. Era, yeah, for for some time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just always felt like there is something that I want to say from inside. And it's nice to go and audition from one show to another. But what is it that I want to say to the world? Yeah. Uh, So I realized I have to... Uh, completely dive into this and theater kind of like took the back seat mm-hmm. and I was just uh, hanging around New York with some different DJs and music producers and friends and try to do that for some time and it was hard it was yeah. really really hard uh, as uh, foreign uh, in this new Big Apple mm-hmm. uh, to try to learn English I call it try to learn American because it's not just the language. It's the it's, you know, the cadence and whatnot. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So that took some time. And I was actually uh, really discouraged at some point after mm. some years. Uh, and and I and I just quit it. And I just thought, you know, I'm not working from the right motives. And I found that I don't create music anymore from people. Uh, passion but i started creating it from the stress to prove pressure and the pressure yeah. that, oh i did i did this 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 and that so i must i have to and eventually it just you know yeah mentally killed me so i took a break and that took me on to like some years of finding my entrepreneurial sensibilities and the passion for theater came back again but this time as a producer i so, see yeah
0: yeah so how'd you get into first of all i want to like go back to yes. like when you were growing up and you talked about theater and whatnot, would you say that was kind of like your first love when it came to things in the entertainment industry art in general, or was it like pop music and whatever? I mean, it could be all things, but what was the first time you were like, Oh, that's what I want to do.
1: The first time in my life that this is, Oh, this is here. What I want to do. Mm-hmm. So definitely it was before I saw a Broadway show. Cause I was much younger. Yeah. Um, I think I haven't even realized that, you know, soaking Michael Jackson from TV mm-hmm. and uh, NSYNC and, you know, yeah. the, the MTV era, you were not even born. Uh,
0: <laughs> I lived a good few years of it. You lived a good, a good few
1: years from that? All right. Yes, I did. Um, yeah. And I think somewhere there was just obvious to me that, oh, I'm, I'm like this. I also sing. I yeah. dance. I act. I-.
0: You found like you resonated with those people i guess i i just think that's what it is at the bottom of it you Yeah. Know, some people watch sports some people watch other things and they feel like they could relate to those characters on tv because that's all what it is ultimately when you're behind the screen you're essentially a character or a thing you're just putting out there into the world and you either resonate with them or you don't and like for you and me it was like mtv all that stuff where for some reason you can't put your finger on it you just sensed like you belonged with it like this whole mural vision board moment yes, right I looked here at it
1: earlier It's gorgeous. That's amazing. Who made it?
0: My friend Avery. Shout out to Avery who made this.
1: Avery. Yeah, Yeah, I saw it
0: earlier in the other room, and I was like, oh, cool. Okay, that's the spirit. See, and that's the thing. We get inspired. We get, you know, our thoughts start moving when we see this, whereas maybe somebody that's not into, you know, Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey, Nicki Minaj might just be like, who are these women? Who are these people? What are, what's going on with all these outfits and crazy hair and makeup and whatever? But this is what gets us going. Yes, and we find course. that at a young age or at least a developmental yes age, you know.
1: Yes, yeah. This all of this was there for me first before theater. To your question, like, what mm. were you, first theater or first pop? Yeah, yeah, definitely first pop. But somehow the outlet of execution and trying out things was with was, was theater was community theater groups. So mm-hmm. That's where I found, you know, my first stages. Yeah. Yeah. How is
0: training for theater? Because I always think about theater as kind of like out of the whole entertainment realm and arts and whatnot, when it has to do with music, acting, theater's kind of like the Olympics of it all because you have all of it in one. You're acting, you're singing, you're performing, you're learning choreography. It's a lot. Yes. So how did you develop and train for that? <sighs> like how do you just go from like normal kid watching MTV on TV to performing in theater?
1: Yeah. I, uh, well, at the bottom of it, there was just this uh, indescribable passion to just want to do and try all the things without Mm -hmm. even thinking about, right, as a kid. But, uh, practically, what it was, you know, I was in, like, two different community theater groups since I was, I don't know, 10 or 11, and we would, you know, practice and rehearse every week, few times a week, and, you know, and they gave us the opportunity to be on stage, you know, for our city and for our schools and do all of that. But then, at the same time, I went only to, like, a hip-hop, uh, uh, how do you call it, like a hip-hop group. So we uh-huh. did only dancing, and that's where I, you know, ate or... Ten hours a week would, you know, just, you know, do like hip hop and break dancing, and then, and then this uh, conductor of this choir found me and she said, "You can actually sing, not just like lip sync to yeah. the track that you yeah, all of those kids, you know, recorded. Why won't you join my, uh, my choir and you're going to sing live? And uh, not only she's one of my best friends in the world till today, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, because uh, you'll see it." Um, yeah, and then and then and then, I kind of like gave up even school uh, because yeah. I was just so busy and invested uh, in the, the 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 community theater groups, the hip hop groups, and the choir, and uh, yeah, and, and that's how I owned the hours and hours and hours of practice and mm-hmm. and that's me.
0: And when did you decide that it was kind of a wrap on theater and you were ready to move on to? Pop music, let alone being a solo act.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I can say actually that I always had this. It was it was intertwined, like mm-hmm. the theater and like a pop star. It yeah. was always I always felt almost like an equal uh, attraction to to both of them. But f- the way the world occurred was like you have to pick one because you can't be everything, <sighs> right? You yeah. know this. but yeah. that, b- that by the way, I have zero fucks for this anymore because now i'm finally comfortable with what i am all these things why did i really need to uh uh, limit myself but i did and and when was the time that i uh completely stopped with theater after i moved from israel to new york finished amda this musical theater Mm -hmm. school uh and then i went to my first audition in new york and i booked um the prestigious role of Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar on a tour. So I was like, fuck, I moved to New York and I booked a principal role. That must be the right. I did the right. I probably did something right. So I did that tour. And actually with Judas, I had this very spiritual experience. I don't know if you remember much of the show and the character. Uh It's very dark. Uh, Judas kills himself every show. So um, something about eight shows a week for long months
0: yeah having to kill yourself on stage
1: yeah and having to kill myself on stage it was just like yeah you know and uh, and i think um actually uh yeah there was there was one woman in the crowd one woman in the crowd in Jesus Christ superstar who gave me this bible and told me how she loves to come it was in indiana she she the very christian she gave me bible with my name printed in the leather really? of the book thing and she said watching you i come here like already a few times and watching you doing this part uh, it, it, it lifts my spirit frees me up and so we had this conversation uh-huh. i sent her one of like my demo songs called keep going forward and she messaged me back with this with this text and she just had this enlightening moment of she's now going to divorce her husband and start a new wow. life because of this keep going forward girl song. Aww. And you know what? That was the moment that I felt I was on a stage and then someone heard my song with my lyrics and it made a difference for them. I think I might have a greater gift um, to give and yeah. at that moment I just never went into any theater audition anymore and wow. I just I stopped this tour and I just invested my entire self into, you know, doing pop music and being that pop artist. Yeah,
0: because it could kind of be, I mean, I could assume it could be very easy to kind of drown yourself into those characters and get wrapped up and lost in them. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, well, what do I want to say? What's even my story? What do I want my audience or my fan base or the people that come to see my shows to think of me when they leave? Yeah. Because all they think about is the character essentially. Yeah. Or just, you know, how you perform the role. It's everything that you're contributing to something else or someone else. Yes. You know? Yes. Or a hypothetical character in a show. Not really something that's of you. Whereas you got to share your story and share it with somebody intimately and personally. And then they're inspired by it. Yes. You know?
1: Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, yeah. It, it, I think for me it felt that getting into a character and delivering what, delivering what I have to the character. Mm. I just... It seemed, I guess, I don't know, easy, or I had enough of it, or yeah. there was a bigger urge in me to try to find, really, who is it that I am, and find the courage to, you know, deliver mm-hmm. it to uh, to people in original songs and performances. And, and And let me tell you, that was also one of the things that discouraged me and uh, caused me to kind of like stop after a few years of trying to yeah. do, like, pr- you know, pursue pop music. Uh, career because I I wasn't sure really who I am. Yes.
2: Oh, uh, I had a
1: mm-hmm. uh, uh, whole identity issues. How old prices. were you at the time? Yes, I if was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, I was uh, twenty four.
0: Yep. What? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I'm twenty five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And why? What do you What do you feel? What identity? Oh no, you crisis?
0: continue. I'll definitely ah! go on to my whole quarter life <laughs> crisis moment. Okay. But you were saying. I
1: mean. Listen, I mean, I can gosh and say so many things about it, but um you know, it was a combination of 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 pressure for myself finding myself and I think I think I think there was a, there's a big queen and queer in me that wanted to come out. It wasn't just coming out of the closet sexually. Yeah. That was fine and we passed that. But there's something about being a man, f- f- you know, from the country I come from. Yeah. Uh, that is not usually the makeup and all of this. Mm-hmm. And I think for the longest time, I subconsciously battled with, can I be on heels on stage? Can I really yeah. do this? Can my family really see me this way? Thank you.
0: Babe. That's what it comes down to, yeah, exactly. No, it's family, it's the, family. the family. Like everyone's like, oh, like you just have to go out there and like not give a fuck about what anyone thinks. It's like I don't give a flying fuck what anybody thinks, but I do. I don't want to say like you give a fuck about what your family thinks, but it's. You're born into that pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're born into that cultural pressure that's been curated before you even even born. Yep. And then you pop out and then you have to live with it. And then you have to somehow roam around the world and make your own choices with their pressure still lingering on you, yes. especially when you come from a certain cultural background that isn't too approving yep. of those choices that you make.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you for just saying Exactly my words. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I am literally sitting here with you right now is therapy for this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. And my family, they're amazing. Amazing people. Mm -hmm. They're so loving. They have done nothing wrong. But it is... It was so rooted, you know, in the culture, Mm -hmm. and it's fine, you know, I can't complain all that, you know, there were no um, gay marriage before, now there is. So there is a a progression, okay, but these are slow processes, and so a part of this slow processes, a kid is born in Israel, thinks, oh, I can't wear this, this, and that, you know, I had my someone in the family you know giving me a look for wearing something that was girly and i just wanted to i just think yeah. this this tablecloth is just it's making so <laughs> nice it could be my dress and i realized very early on in my life that you're not supposed to do it something mm-hmm. is wrong about it and those things those moments they stay with you they stay with you yes you can overcome yes you can go to therapy you can go to Coaching groups, you can do oh, plus, and you can do all the things, it's so deeply wired in you. Uh, and um, and you know, I'm now uh, after my 20s and I'm still dealing with it, yeah, yeah. So, the shit that I do, by the way,
2: bam! So, the shit Come that on, I plug do, in. I don't like know if you're song. gonna show
1: a, a photo or like the image, but the image there is is my completely second coming out,
0: um, the. Artwork, right? The artwork, On yes. the toilet, the heels. Yes. Yeah, where'd that come from? Where that image came from? Like, how did you think of sitting on this very glamorous porcelain toilet and you just have heels on and nothing else?
2: Yeah. Like, where did
0: you come up with that idea from? Because I hear the song and I don't think of a toilet. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. But it's so fucking fierce, though. Like,
1: it's fierce. Yeah. I love it. I feel like you know. I don't know what to tell you. It was just a vision. It was. It was just. It was just a vision. I mean, shit. Did I do? I feel like I don't know. Now I'm embracing this entire. Accept your sexuality. Ex- ac- uh-huh. Accept your gender or all of this thing in a in a, with some more humor than before. Yes. And something something about that mental state brought me, I guess, to think mm-hmm. about this toilet. I don't know. I I hope you're gonna show it. Uh, I love it. Yes, I will. Thing. Okay. Okay. I yeah. definitely
0: will. I love that point that you made though because i think embracing yourself and you know stuff like that i talked about before with ahmad like it's just not that deep and it's so much more fun freeing and easier to kind of poke at them with humor
1: wait wait you who know what i mean me
0: again no like uh me and saint ahmad before last week were talking about a similar point like that you know embracing yourself and everything like it doesn't have to be something taken so seriously yeah because it's supposed to be something that's supposed to be freeing yes so if you want to take at it you know with humor and whatever fuck it yeah why not it's usually easier that way yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah. it's i mean you got it together now uh i don't know if i deliberately thought about it before i did it yeah i just kind of like did and yeah, I, th- I was like, I guess the only way out is to not take myself too seriously. So I guess I'm just going to put it this way. That's my way to deal, yeah. I guess, with myself. You're seeing it. You're, you're
0: Completely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, maybe going back to your point of, you know, like the shame and the family and stuff like that. And you got that look from your one relative. I think that's where the take yourself too seriously might stem from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because we all have that moment, especially as queer people, where, We've been, you know, when we're all little, we're born pure, ourselves completely. We don't give a fuck, everything, et cetera, whatever. But there's that one moment that sticks with you where somebody gave you the wrong look or somebody said, well, honey, this is for girls, da, 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 da. And that shit stays with you. So then you start to look inwards way too much. You become way over self-aware of what I'm doing, how I should act, how I should talk, how I should dress, everything, et cetera. So then that becomes take yourselves too seriously. Yes. You know, and then it bleeds into everything else you're doing, even the art you're creating, and that you're loving. Yeah, you're just like, why is this pressure from this shit bleeding into something that's supposed to be fun? Yes. And something that's supposed to be my passion.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Now, you know, now a lot of people that know me for a long time and never seen me the way I look like and shit that I do, Mm -hmm. they go like, where is this coming from? What? what we never knew that of course you never knew because it was a trauma deep 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 Hello. in me that i guess now it's like a zit that you have to like get the pop bus. yeah pop it out <laughs> let this shit out let it out yeah
0: literally yeah. let it out yeah i that's always a weird thing when people will come to you it's always like in later years so like if you run into somebody from high school and they're like oh my god you know they're being nice of course they're like look at you and all the things you're doing but they'll come and just like, I never knew. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, well, okay, first of all, last time I saw you, we were in algebra class and the lighting was horrible. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to start shaking my ass there. You're definitely going to see it on my Instagram. Yeah. Like, it's, I just hate when people have to comment stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because, like what you said before, it's just like, well, no shit. Like, I couldn't be fully myself before. And I was right. in a pressurized environment. I mean, we still are, but we're growing into our freedom.
1: Yes. Now, what
0: was that moment though for you that, what was that deep rooted moment though for you when somebody might have given you the wrong look or whatever, while you're being yourself and you kind of internalized it?
1: Wait, but when, Oh, that, that very first moment Uh in life.
0: Or like something, one that sticks out to you perhaps.
2: I
1: think I could have a few, you know, it's funny. Even just now after this, the shit that I do, the music video was out. My mom was like, so it's a little crazy. Who is this for? She's still over there in Israel. Like, who who likes this? So even just recently, yes. <laughs> uh, this time around, though, I didn't make her wrong for saying what she said. I didn't make her wrong for saying what she said. That's coming from who she is. Earlier in life, I didn't have this ability to not make wrong. In 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 you know earlier, it's just like a ow, it hurts, and you try to protect yourself. So it's either you're mm-hmm. like, don't talk to me anymore, or you attack them back. There is no, actually, I'm inviting you more to look in. And the early, you know, I think the early, the very first thing that happened to me in my life that I think, uh-uh, something is wrong here, is I think it was one of those moments that I was trying to wear. I, I think, I don't know, I took some piece of fabric, yeah. and I was putting it on myself. It was uh-huh. definitely, you know, something girly that I did.
0: Tata's headscarf or something, something yeah. Uh
1: huh. I see. I think my dad walking home. I'm talking to you. I'm not even four. I'm not yeah. even four. And God bless my dad. God bless you, dad. Uh, wonderful, incredible person. Mm-hmm. But I guess he, you know, was a macho man who grew up in Israel that thought, oh, this is maybe not good for yeah. my kid to embrace on that behavior because he won't be able to survive the world that I know." Uh, through this, so I don't. I think I don't think he said anything. I think I think it was just enough to have a look, that knows that uh, this is wrong. And I'm telling you, I can't believe I'm even in a microphone right now with cameras telling you this story. It's one of the deepest, one of the deepest demons and moments in my uh, in my life. God, God bless my dad, uh, my dad. Um, but yeah, that that was one of those, moments. and and it's still. And you know, I'm 30 years after and in a way it still runs my life yeah. so but now i no longer make my dad wrong for this i yeah. cannot you know i understand that they come from the past that they had with whatever they saw and they were just trying to protect me so yeah they did what they did it took me some years to understand that okay this is who they are now if i want to completely be who the fuck i am i need to also embrace their world and not to make them wrong for not understanding it Mm -hmm. so now i you know i'm like yes mom there is an audience for this and it's uh, you have no idea how many reactions i get it has 26,000, uh you know streams on this i guess some eyeballs love it and i just spoke with her now before i came in in the bathroom and i'm with the makeup and now i have no problem to answer her with the makeup with my boots with some chest um yeah, not to make them wrong is a big deal of our healing. To find a place to stop making them wrong for what we always called their mistakes. Sure, it's their mistakes, but that's the best that they were able to you know, get to. So am I going to, on top of it, layer it with i'm never gonna forgive you yeah. i'm just gonna be a mess so now it's all about this is who i am and i love you for not understanding it before i'm not exactly. gonna continue to push you away and it's hard
0: completely and, and it's hard, hard to tell the difference when somebody's they just don't know any better or when somebody's being you know straightforward homophobic or queerphobic you yeah. know sometimes you, the lines kind of blur a little bit and you're just like I don't know if I should completely shun this person or sit down and educate them. Yes, you know, yep, so I relate to that of course, completely. How was um coming out for you then, and when did you come out?
1: back then, my coming out uh was a version of smooth actually okay yeah i'm I'm lucky I'm kind of lucky there um I mean and by now uh, sexuality is such a journey. Yeah, I mean, I I consider myself sexually liberated. Mm-hmm. I had girlfriends. I had a girlfriend for five years. For two and a half uh-huh. years, there were girls there. Uh, I guess it. What uh, you know, I was raised. You know, this is, this is what you do. Yeah. you see your big brothers. They have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Now you have a girlfriend too. But I love them. I really do. Until today, uh, girls are. They're they're girls on the menu. Great. They're on the menu.
0: They're on the menu. Everything hey. is
1: on the fucking menu. Everything is on the menu. I'm sorry.
0: No, oh, you right. Too much.
1: Everything, Everything is on the, is on the
0: menu. menu. The- Everything <laughs> is on the menu. I may pick <laughs> some options a little bit more than others. Right. I might just have a favorite dish of mine.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: But it's still on the menu. Yes.
1: Yeah, so with all of them on the menu, uh, still, you know, I, I knew that I'm not, uh, very honest with myself, and there's mm-hmm. attraction to guys, but I'm not really communicating this to the family and the world. And again, it's always going back to the family, because who we really give fucks to at the end of the day, it's family. It's always going back to yep. family and parents. Um, no, but I met this beautiful inside out uh, boy back back in the days. Uh, back in the days, I don't know, it was like 10 years ago. And, um, and it was the first time that I felt this bonding with a guy Um, and we, after about a month or so that we were together, together, Mm -hmm. uh, I had enough confidence to then come to my parents and say, I have a boyfriend. Now I have a boyfriend. I never came and said, I am gay. I always lied to you. I always was hiding. I was like, this is what I have now.
0: Exactly. You'll let them know when you have something and you landed something in. You're just showing them. This yeah. is my boyfriend. I don't need to tell you my sexuality or what I identify as, but this is the person I'm seeing right now who yeah. happens to be a male.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was it. So I was I w- I was lucky. And mm-hmm. you know who I went to uh to tell this first? To my dad. So yes. How did that go? How did dad and how did mom go? Um, I purposely went to dad first. Um and mommy is actually the one that is closer to oh, me. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going to dad was definitely starting with the toughest case. Yeah. Uh, and I think I had some good conversations with friends who are out for many years and they kind of like coached me in the yeah. moment. And I think I realized that starting with my dad uh, would be the right thing for me also to start with the toughest and then everything else would be easier yeah and also to i don't know respect him i think i I thought i i even with all within all of this chaotic moments in my head i thought it will i think i think he will eventually like that he'll know that he was the first one that i came out to
2: uh
1: and yeah and i did that and uh i told him dad I uh, I want to share with you uh, something that's making me happy. Um, and, you know, I think he already sensed that, you know, trying to tell him something, mm-hmm. you know, about that topic. And I told him I have I have a boyfriend. And he said that he's not surprised. Yeah. He said, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um like, we, I knew, we knew, whatever, I'm not surprised. You know, my dad, you can never surprise him anyway. That's his thing. Like, no one could surprise my dad. He always is in control. Uh, again, God bless him. So, yeah, so that was dad. And he, I think he even said to me, I'm remembering it now. I think he said to me, so probably everybody knows, and I'm the last one. He did. He actually did say it. I remember it. Wow. And it was such a pleasure to tell him, no, you're actually the first one. That I'm telling this to you and I think he says, so mom you know mom doesn't know and I said uh-huh. no not yet uh so I think you know forever I'll I'll cherish this moment that I let my dad know first and that he thought that he was the last but now he knew that he was first I don't know I like that mm-hmm. uh and with my mom I I caught her like an hour before they had to uh go out for a flight uh, they were here in New York, and I think it was in Juniors the cheesecake uh, thing. I don't know. We, yeah, we bought something there, and I said, "Mom, mom, mom, before you go on the flight, I just want to tell you something. Oh, that makes me happy. The uh-huh. same lines I had ready, and and I told her I had a, a, uh, I have now a boyfriend, and she was shocked. The mom was shocked. Yeah. Um, I don't know why she was shocked, but uh, she was kind of shocked. And right. then I think a month or so later, she told me. When you came to me to say I have something to tell you, I thought you were going to say you found a bride. Uh, wow! And I kind of found found a groom. Uh, yeah,
0: right. Right. We might be the brides.
1: Yeah, yeah. We you might know. be the brides. I'm wearing white. <laughs> exactly. You know, we might be the brides. Yeah. So that was my you know
2: little story. Wow. But I was
1: lucky. They they immediately said whatever is good for you, whatever you know works for you. And it took them time also to uh, you know welcome my you know, then ex-boyfriend yeah. around. But I saw that they did really uh, the, uh, the best with their abilities. And even if there were moments where it was bumpy uh, yeah. with trying to bring him home or how would I act like near them, uh, it, was, it was all pretty good. Wow.
0: That's really good to hear about because for me, my side, and like your story kind of reminded me of mine because you said how you're more close with your mother than your, your father, which, you know, a lot of people kind of share that anyways, like especially queer people too. But for me, when I came out, I only had to come out, not only had to come out, but I came out to two people. My best friend, who is gay, my best friend, he he was going to come out the same day as me, but I ended up getting, it, getting to it first. But I came out to him, and then I came out to my mother. And... My mom is my best friend. We're all great now. Everything's good. But she took it so hard. Like, so hard. My dad, you know, I'm close with him. That's my dad. I love him. But, like, you know, you you talk, you da-da-da, like, this and that. Whereas, like, you know, with your mother, you could sit, you could keep, you have a conversation, da-da-da. I go out with my mom. I hang out there like she's my friend.
1: Today? Yeah. Okay. And also back then?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Completely. Like, she's always been my best friend. Like, I was, like, her baby, all that stuff. When I came out, she took it so hard. Like, so hard, like fully boo-hooing the moment I, you know, told her all this stuff like that. Boo-hooed for another two weeks and everything. But now she's she's cool with the gay thing. Okay. Like she's cool with it. Whereas, like when I started dabbling in drag or whatever, that's when she was like, oh, she was like, the gay thing I could do with, but the drag is just too much. Why it's you know, they asked her just like, Are you doing this for anyone? Like why are you dressing like a girl? Da, 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 da. It's like all these questions that I don't even think about. Yeah. And most people don't think yeah. about in general. Right, right, right. You right. know? Yes. And yeah, it's just very interesting the way it works. Yes. In our culture. Yes. You know what I mean coming out and everything because there is queer history in the Middle East. Yes. You know what I mean? If anything, there's a lot of it.
2: Yeah, Actually, absolutely. there's a
0: lot of it. And there's a lot of Instagram accounts dedicated to, you know, showing queer history in the Middle East and whatnot, and North Africa and everything. But it's so shocking when they're like, oh, really? Da-da-da. Like, it's, you know, the whole thing of like, they're shocked but not surprised.
1: They're and shocked but not surprised. Okay. Yeah, I and guess. it's,
0: and you know, you even mentioned, it, you said your mother too was like kind of taken back a bit. Yeah. But she also was like, okay, well, Kind of expected it in a way, and I'm like, I never understand why the mothers say that. I'm like, I'm not saying they made us gay, but you know, we do all the girly things with them, all that. My mom would clip my nails, everything. I would help her wrap her hair at night, as well as my tata, yeah. everything. So then, when you come out to them, it's like, why are you surprised? Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they, You know, there's also their world and what's going on in yep. their mind. And they have their protection mechanisms. Yep. And they sometimes choose to see only what they want to see and not to see what they subconsciously don't want to see. That's a
0: very good point. And I haven't even thought about that. Like that last point, the whole thing of like they're choosing what they want to see and acknowledge. I fully haven't thought about that till you just said it. That's a very good point. Cute. That is a very good point because, you know, I've, I've recently grown to understanding, you know, like, I'm not going to be mad anymore. I don't hold any bitter feelings because we're all good now, first of all. And two, it's like it doesn't do any good in your heart when you hold on to just fucking evil tension, yeah. bad feelings towards somebody you love and towards somebody that has given you life, essentially. Yes. But that's a very good point.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, they uh, it's easy to get caught in anger and resentment. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just, it's easy. It's definitely not the easy thing to choose the possibility of love with yeah. your mom, although she drives you insane. I don't know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Know, like it's yeah, it's uh it's
0: not easy. <laughs> yeah, which you know, even for other people in other cases, like there might be some people where you can, I'm not saying you can look back on them in anger, but maybe we sh- you should stay away from them because there are certain people out there in certain situations where maybe they've been, like, threatened physically or whatever, verbally abused by family, family yes. members for their queerness. Those yes. people, yeah, go ahead. Never talk to them. You don't need to educate them. Move on. You know what I mean? That's a boundary that's healthy to keep. Yeah. You know, whereas things that are workable and fixable over time, like, you know, your parents and my
1: relationship with my parents, like, that applies perfectly. Yeah, you know. Well, and you know, and uh, sometimes it's each case to itself. You know, you could have yeah. a dad that would be so brutal to their child's queerness. Yeah, and the child would think like, "Oh, oh, no, no, this door is closed to this dad. Like, mm-hmm. you've hurt me. Really, there's no. I'm not gonna go back there to educate to educate you. But even those dads, even those dads could. Come a full circle after 10 years, yeah. 15 years. And if we're not gonna then be open to let them apologize and come back, if we're not then going to be open, they won't so they won't they won't come in, and point. then we're missing our dads, you know, or are missing our important person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes your trauma will say, No, this person, this can't come in, and sometimes. You know, we all individually, parallelly going on our journeys and we become stronger and more sure of ourselves. And yeah. then we have more room and mental capacity to include also the ones that were stupid and dumb with us. Yeah. But we're stronger now. So guess what? I am going to initiate forgiving you and giving you the, possi- the option to be welcomed back in my life if you wanted, only because now I... I'm not going to get hurt because I yeah. already grew up and I you're know not I am. You're not dependent
0: on them. And you're not dependent you know? on them. You know? Yes. That's the thing. Like, for me, my cousin, mm. very homophobic, very homophobic, very queerphobic. Still, still to this day. Yeah. Like, he sent me, like, death threats and shit like that. Yeah. Like, he found my Instagram and he would send me, like, death threats and whatever. But it would just be a lot of him projecting, like... His anger from his failed relationships, marriages, etc. And, you know, in the moment, like, I took it defensively and I would, like, he would, like, cuss me out via text message or whatever. So, you know, like me, I would, like, read him back over text and be like, da-da-da-da, and, like, fuck your marriages and this and this and that. that you're hating over me and my homosexual lifestyle, etc. Da-da-da, all this stuff like that. But now, I still don't talk to him. And I haven't talked to him. The last time I talked to him, he was sending me death threats. But... Like, to your point, I've grown enough where I'm just kind of like, if you want to act that way, feel free. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah. Because it, it's just doing more harm to yourself than...
1: Than to anyone else. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm doing... Uh, how old is he? He's in his 40s. He's in his 40s. He's fully in his 40s. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, he lives... I'm not going to say where he lives exactly. Yeah. But he lives within, you know, the continent of North America. So he's seen the western world and whatnot and he's very used to it and very involved in it so i was very surprised when he had things to say about my queerness yeah but i i'm open to forgiveness when it comes to him but like what you said i'm just gonna wait until he shows that the door is open but i'm not necessarily being like Here's the door, come in the door. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's I'm perfect. kind
0: of like, yeah, exactly. And, I'm, and, you know, just in general, like, I still want to keep that boundary with him because, like, there's certain things for me where it's, like, that's kind of crossing a line a bit. Like, whereas if you're trying to threaten me physically and whatever, it's like, all right, girl, maybe you just got to stay away yeah. for a reason and yeah. grow and heal from whatever you're going through and whatever you're projecting on me. Because then one day when you do, like I said, the door is open. I'm not going to invite you. Yeah. But there still is a sign over the door saying we're still open for business. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So that that's kind of my example of for some people, there still might be certain situations where like they have to keep others a little bit more farther away than some other
1: yes. people. And you're completely entitled and everyone's you know? completely entitled to do so. Yeah. Someone is coming incorrect to your space and threatening. Yeah.
0: Because who knows? Maybe one day, like what you said, like 10 years down the road, da, da, da. He might come back and be completely fine with it and whatever. Because like what you said, people are just going through their own shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's clearly a lot of times. Uh-huh. A lot of say times it. in those examples, say it, those haters, they 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 deal with something that they cannot comprehend within their own selves. And so you know, uh, and it doesn't mean even like, oh you're gay or yourself. So. yeah, it's like you just probably jealous of the the freedom that I have to explore mm-hmm. or whatever and you just wish you would have that freedom to even try and now you're resenting me because I have a quality that you actually, really want to let go i, I, I really want to yeah. unleash from yourself like you have that quality in you but you're shushing it for yeah. like too long and maybe that's why you're angry well you know we all everybody knows you're whatever.
0: yeah no completely that's the thing it's like it, it's not even you know insinuating like oh they're probably gay and they just haven't come to terms with it it's like you know maybe they see you in the way you live your life and maybe they're secretly jealous of the way you know like I chose my career, such and such and such, where people, you know, build resentment over the things that they feel like they're forced to live with. You know, like maybe he's upset at the career he's had to do just to, you know, maintain financial stability, et cetera. Yeah. And he's afraid to choose a different career path or just a different way of life, period. Not even, you know, regarding sexuality or whatever. So maybe he does look at people like me and, you know, he has some type of animosity, jealous, and
1: yeah. hate yeah. towards them. And you're very pretty and sweet and cute and hot. And I bet... Say it again. Very pretty, sweet, sweet, cute, and hot. Et cetera, et we still da, got, da, da. And etc. etc. I was gonna probably- say we still
0: got an hour left of booking time. <laughs> you could add more things. I'm kidding. But said he's probably so what I be,
1: I feel like it's easy to be jealous of you because you're 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 really this is not here because we're in the podcast. Yeah. Like you're very beautiful inside out and you're thank you. You have you 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 have this loving aura that comes out of you and people are envy of it because they they don't know how to tap into this Mm -hmm. within themselves so when they see it in other people they what comes out of them is this you know negative reaction Mm -hmm. so so like it's our job sometimes to be like it's because you're hurting i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna make myself less of whatever or feel really disempowered because you said such and such this is because you're hurting. You're giving me all this bullshit. Ah, psychology on psychology. Yes, psychology.
0: honestly. First of all, thank you. That's so kind and so sweet. But two, that's it exactly. Yeah. That's really it exactly. Because for me, when I try to fight fire with fire, I end up being the one that burns down,
2: Right. right essentially.
0: Right. Because I hate, I hate getting mad. I hate getting mad. I hate getting sad. I hate negative feelings, especially when they're aimed at someone. Yeah. Oh, it's over. Yeah. When I get mad at somebody, and I hate it. And you know, they're they're still chilling. So why am I wasting time fighting them with the same fire right. that they were yeah. fighting me with? Fuck it. You know? And you kind of, you know, talked about it and you were complimenting me, which is very sweet and you're talking about like embracing yourself and whatnot. Your your music is very about embracing yourself, sexuality. We mentioned sexual liberation. How did you come into that? Because we're talking about pressures that queer people go through mentally with their families. Sexually is a whole other spectrum that doesn't even have to deal with pressures from the heteronormative world. But sometimes there's a lot of pressures within our own kind of queer bubble that we need to break out of and feel sexually liberated mm-hmm. from. That was a long fucking sentence.
1: No, but uh, I I'm hope fu- I didn't foreign, lose you. <laughs> I, I, kinda, I think I follow. No, bring it again. So, so,
0: yeah. Basically, like what I'm asking is, first of all, how did... You find your sexual liberation. How did you find your sexual liberation as a queer person? And how do you find it and embrace it and continue like a healthy relationship with it within our kind of queer world where, you know, you could log on to Instagram and you see gorgeous people at Fire Island and you feel shit about yourself. Or how do you maintain that? Like, how do you look back at yourself and be like, I still love this. I still love every Head to toe, um, about me and sexually, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, maybe it's still a constant work every time, you know. Every time, yeah. Uh, uh, like you said, a photo from Instagram comes up. Mm-hmm. And how do I, do? I don't always, uh, I don't know, look at myself or in the mirror and photos and think, oh, this is good. If anything, I look and I say, oh, the, this is not enough, and this is not enough, and this is, and this is or, you know. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, wait! I feel like you asked like uh, three different parts. So how did I, you know, uh, figure out what my my sexual my the sexual liberation? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know this is a long process. It's not something that I suddenly one day had like a haha moment. You know, it was after I you know I realized that I uh, I. I was attracted to women, like yeah. I am, uh, like so. At first, so first, I was with women. It's everything I knew. I couldn't really tap too much into like uh, my psychology because mm-hmm. I was just too young to even understand, you know, like life. It was just like women. That's what it is. Uh, it gets hard. It goes in. Boom. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> and but and then after some years of uh, you know not having sex with women, mm-hmm. I actually realized. Oh no, no, I I actually enjoyed it being yeah. away from. Women and uh, from having being away from having sex with women, not with women in general, but being away from having sex with women and doing it uh, with men um, after some time with men actually caused me to understand that I was actually attracted to women. Mm. And you know, and then something about this incredible city we live in, yeah, you know, um, and seeing you know, people that I'm not sure. It's a they, it's a she, it's a he, whatever you want to make it. People. And, and you know, the more, you know, I consumed this information and data and I saw live example of people that live their best lives and they make successful careers because of their colors. Yes, completely. Uh, it was just inspiring. So I feel like all, all these years of looking back, into like having sex with girls and then with guys and seeing that, you know, people could be fluid. I feel like all of this together just mold into this uh, sexual liberation. Uh, yeah, and like we said earlier, uh, everything is on, everything the menu. is on the menu. Yeah. Everything is, is just on the menu. And what? And with queer? Jesus, I don't know. I'm not sure how to answer this in a way that will be productive for your podcast because it's just like girl, just this so many
0: podcast things. is not productive. It does not need to ah, be that. Ah, you okay. go on. Ah,
1: okay, 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 cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, with queerness, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I did have some.
0: Oh my god, where am I going with this? I love uh, it. Oh yes. If you're comfortable with it, go there.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. I definitely have. Uh, have had sexual experiences with uh, trans uh, both men and and uh-huh. and females um, and, and, uh, trans men and women. and I really enjoyed myself uh, there too. so um, so I don't know that's where I just I felt like there are there are no rules, and I could be uh, you know, wearing my uh, whatever everything that looks butch uh, or my st- I'm with my straight brothers yeah. I don't try to put anything on and turn around you know for like a yeah. or like this beautiful tall whatever on heels S- cuz you were saying queer and you know it's funny like and recently you know uh few men asked me if I could fuck them with the heels from the from, from really? with the thigh high and boots yeah. Yeah. From
0: the shit that I do? From the cover? shit that I do,
1: yeah. Men really? that know me and saw, and saw me, you know, suddenly, saw me always a certain way, uh-huh. and then saw me in the video looking nothing like how they know
2: High. me to be, you Yeah, know?
1: yeah. And and then the the, 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 the texts I would get would be like, could you do me on those heels? Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Like you fuck them. Yeah, 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 heels.
1: exactly. Exactly. Can you lift my legs? You know, up in there when you're on your heels and do all that. So that was an interesting, queer moment. That's
0: hot. Wait. <laughs> I'm like,
1: they have a great idea. And you know what? And I for and I thought to myself at that moment too, yeah. You know This is quite, kinda it's kinda hot. This man is really into this when I'm yeah. wearing that. So this is not about like being girl. So all of this. So again, this is going back to your question yeah. about queer and sexuality no, liberation i'm just like breaking all the fucking rules what i'm because wearing it really I could really doesn't
0: need to be any huh no because it really doesn't need to be any
1: right it doesn't need to be
0: they're attracted to your confidence
1: maybe that's what it I is. i guess. genuinely
0: think that's what it is they see you in the video and they're like they're not saying like oh i want to be fucked by the shoe because <laughs> if they thought the shoes were hot sing you know singularly They'd want to, you know, fucking fuck the shoe or yeah. sit on the heel or something. <laughs> but I mean, people probably do that. Yeah. But which we don't shame. But they probably see you embracing it, whether yeah. it just be the cover a still image or just you in the video moving around on the toilet when it's rotating. Like they're probably so inspired by that and probably turned on by it because they're like, look at this person just sit and own this. And that's yeah. really sexy to people. Confidence. That's what people always say. Yeah. You always, you know, gain the most, like attention, but, you know, people approach you in clubs and stuff like that when you go and you feel confident about yourself. Yeah. So perhaps that was the case. Maybe that's what it was. Did you end up fucking them in the heels? Uh, Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Yeah. Okay. They've been out of town. (laughs) So the appointment is pending.
1: Is I love it. It's a lot to walk around with the boots, you know. Very oh, good put point. Them but I did mention to them that I feel like I'm going to have a better grip of the floor and with the angle because of how the, uh, you know, the, the platform, elevation of the yeah. heel. And so if I bend, now I have just like a much, you know,
0: better... I love it. Wait, <laughs> v- demonstrate right here. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> One, two, can you hear me? Uh-huh. I'm no, She's a professional. Uh-huh.
1: No, I mean, just, you know, when if you, when you
0: have a little heel... It, it, it brings you up. It yeah. you
1: up. So now when you need to, uh, how do you call it?
0: Uh, like, f- fuck? Uh, like thrust?
1: Uh, no. Uh, uh, wait, how do you call this exercise? When you squat. Squat. So now when you need to squat a little bit, but still have control. Of oh, your legs, yeah. The heel is giving you uh, support. So you so, so it's a support. lot of doggy. Oh, my God. Yes. No, I <laughs> love this. We started somewhere polite, and now mm. I was just Oof. giving this demonstration. Blah,
0: blah, blah. No rules. No, so, no. So that just means you'd be doing a lot of, doggy then, or I guess like sitting too. Doesn't have to be just doggy. I was gonna say like you could probably have them ride like you'd be in the heels too. But like, how high do the heels go? Ooh. Yeah. So like real thigh high heels. Yeah,
1: real thigh high heels. Ooh, yeah. So
0: you could ride, or well, you know, the person could ride you, <laughs> and then essentially they're like riding the tops.
1: Ah, uh, okay, yeah, that's a good image. Yes. Sorry, I'm just thinking about it because it's a very great Think idea. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, sh- I I I I haven't really tried it just yet. Uh-huh. But I but I, I could t- I could let you know when I try it. Please do.
0: Send me a review. Uh,
1: I'll send you my I'll send you a review. I thought you were asking to send me the video and then I was like, what? I
0: mean, send and If send. you are open to it, <laughs> I would love I would
1: like to see it. Yeah, if it'll be successful, I'll, I'll, I'll uh,
0: We'll bring the whole of. film crew. <laughs> yes,
1: we'll do a second interview. We'll do another. We'll do a part two. Yes. Of what happened? With I'll the be shit there you outside.
0: The yeah. What was the shit you did in heels? I'll be there after with the towel and some water, just like here. You know, oh. have a moment. How'd that go?
1: Thank you. Yes. I, w- I'm, I'm gonna need it. It's gonna be work. Yeah. That sounds really be work. Because I think people
0: think about heels when it has to do with somebody that's bottoming. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like somebody like in uh, like latex or, you know, like garters and lace and whatnot and heels on top of it. Yeah. I think the common thought is like, OK, like he's probably being fucked, but being fucked by someone wearing heels.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, like exactly it. It. it's a little bit the opposite, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. This is it is even it it is even new to me because I think I myself previously would think oh, if someone is wearing, you know, the lingerie Mm -hmm. and all of this, they'll probably, you know, be bottoms. And before, it would be weird to me to feel, like, even attracted Mm -hmm. to have sex with, you know, guys wearing it. Now, no longer problem to top these guys that are wearing it. And now, no problem for me to wear it or or for someone else to wear it. Yeah. And do me at the same time. Like, they're breaking all the rules. Just breaking all the rules. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it.
0: I love a guy Yes. Like lingerie, not even like jog straps are really hot. I think I'm wearing one right now. But like lingerie, like lace, you know, fishnets, all that stuff. Even, for yourself
1: like, or for someone else? For both. Him. Exactly.
0: Both. Oh, my God. This shit is so hot to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not cool with the idea that it just has to be the bottom. Granted, if I'm taking it in that very own moment, I would love to put on and it look amazing. Yeah. And it, But shit. Mm -hmm. these tights run a little big why don't you take some for yourself too like right share it it's hot yeah i think so too it's really hot especially now there's a lot of like you know up and coming designers on instagram that make a lot of like kind of sexual gear and stuff like that i mean like you could still wear them out in the streets if you know styled Right. right and everything but they make a lot of kink gear and everything that's yeah. really fucking hot yes it's true it's really like, hot like i'm seeing leather. it all over
1: instagram i need to own some of those too yeah sheer uh, thing yes the chest is open it's all like that brand leak
0: yeah shout out to leak they have all those kind of like torn up like bodysuits and everything yes those are so hot yes. even when going to the club but let alone wearing them when i'm being fucked Oh, Wait, I God. Saw, I
1: saw it. I think I was... What is it that I just saw today on the story with your amazing ass just shaking it there? Something red, but then you had, like, a ripped... Uh, uh, is it one of those that you're talking about?
0: So high, Yes, but it was, like, a bootleg version. You know, like, the little, like, kind of boutiques they have, like, within, like, the city and whatever? Like, kind of beauty stores, uh-huh. essentially. And they have those... Um, they're kind of, like, advertised as just, like kinky dresses, stuff like that, where it's literally just like torn lace mm-hmm. in a bunch of different patterns and whatnot. And it was a dress originally, but what I did is I took it, I put it on, I used it as my top, and then I put on fishnets on my legs, and then I put these leather chaps on top of it, and I wore a red matching jock strap, a Calvin Klein red matching jock strap to match the red top. Uh, that's what I saw. And I was wearing... What oh, shoes was I wearing? I think I was like wearing red shoes, also like cute red suede shoes or whatever, like a dark red. So it was really cute. So they all kind of coordinated. But yeah, that was it. And I had like the fishnets ripped up and yeah. everything too. Cause I kinda I find that kind of hot too, like when people are fucking in fishnets and they'll just
1: like Yeah, just rip it. Yeah, just rip yeah, it. it. It's so spontaneous. You rip it and it's there. It's now it's ripped and it's getting in and it's in between. I didn't even go completely naked, and you're still in. Like, oh, that's hot.
0: I love <laughs> I love that stuff. I'm into that. Oh for for me, I don't care. I love hearing about that shit and I love talking about it. I love like a half in, half out kind of moment like mm-hmm. when somebody just like pulls it out through the zipper i'm like this is hot like that's hot to me
1: and molly uh molly uh attended that night i'm assuming oh what no she didn't oh, no, she did it? Oh, no okay. Oh, okay okay wait why would you think so oh, because i, I was no, sweaty I you were say, i thought you said something <laughs> that was like it, you know what maybe it's because i just recently visited molly uh
0: really how was her visit it was in fire island yeah
1: yeah. The,
0: Ooh, explain.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, just uh, I. I have no problem with you know certain drugs. But yeah, I, yeah. I personally don't uh, do them a lot, uh, but um, yeah, I think the last time uh, I did Molly was I don't know six or so years ago. Um, so this was coming back after like a big break. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was fun. It was fun. I really just danced. I really just danced really? and sweat and and am I telling everybody on my Molly experience? yeah sure maybe you'll edit it maybe if not. you're
0: comfortable <laughs> with it
1: sure i mean can someone come to me and be like that's illegal uh, no so no. fuck it yeah 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 it was a lot of fun i needed it yeah maybe so that maybe because i just recently did it i thought maybe every, i you know when you it start to do something really you fun. think everybody else is doing it so i thought yeah you know maybe you d- did it that It sounds too.
0: really fun i heard people get really horny
1: yeah. Well, you've never done. No, I've never done it. Oh, See, cutie. that's the thing. That's oh, why when you mentioned oh, it, I was like, oh, "No, I've never done. Like, oh, okay. not
0: even. Not. Not only was I not on Molly in that video and that night. Like, I fully have never done it.
1: Good, 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 good for you.
0: Good for I you. mean, like one day perhaps it might happen. I would like to. It sounds fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 fun once in a blue moon. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, no judgment for people who do it every week. Often. Yeah. Love it. You c- if whatever works with your life. Uh, you know, me, I. I couldn't even, I couldn't stop smiling oh, for like 24 cute. hours. Yeah. Not just because I'm happy, but this is because your, your jaws your face, get clenched yeah. and Ooh. I even bit the inside of my gum, <sighs> uh, whatever. It's a little, now it's becoming less sexy, but it was great. Love Fire Island. <laughs> awesome. You're just 20 baby. So, uh, yeah, if you don't need them and you can get yeah. by unnatural, then, then do that. And I do want to tell you. Uh huh you so I now understand that you're just like 25. Mm-hmm. The, you're inspiring oh. that you and I mean it for real. Yeah, yeah, cameras, yeah, Like you're inspiring, and I understand the the culture you come from, your Egyptian roots. Yes, you're an American kid, but like to to act, not act as if you to just Act in your life the way you are, and what you do, and what you're wearing, and how you present yourself, and what you say. This, this—you're a big person, and you're very, very young, and yeah. it's amazing to see um, that you're you're so young and confident in it. You know, Aww. I was not near anywhere you're at right now, mm-hmm. um, and. And that's amazing. And I feel like maybe this is one of the live examples of why I wanted to be in New York and to meet these types of people in New York that feel so comfortable, you know, in who they are. And you're you're so young and you got to it. I don't mm-hmm. know, you're just so you're just so lucky. And I know you're brave, and you've been, you know, going through, you know, your challenges. Yeah. And I don't know, just good for you. Thank you. For you. That is so sweet. Yeah, I mean it. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. We all go through, you know, our individual yeah point. but uh you're doing this podcast for your people you do what you love to do you, mm-hmm. you you work you know you work for it you're in the hardest city in the world post-pandemic-ish pre-monkey pox yeah like,
0: honestly all of this the plague essentially just the overall plague the mass exodus yeah
1: so good for you that you're, that you're you. a strong personality doing it
0: i appreciate that i mean Just like, you know, like what you said with all of us, like we go through things and it's hard. And like literally this time right now, like this time I'm in right now in my life, it's like the best time of my life. But it's also like the worst and the hardest time of my life, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like I'm I just turned 25. There's a lot of pressure still that I'm working through, a lot of pressure that I'm trying to like throw off my back and off my shoulder and like not think about it. There's other things I want to pursue and get into. So to hear that's very reassuring. Yeah in the back of my head agrees it's just agrees. my ego yeah yes, good. it agrees like the inner kid in me agrees it's just like that like ego yeah self yeah. that needs to get over it and stop forcing me to disagree with what you said yeah
1: no and it's good if that, that makes say sense that. yes completely makes sense yeah and this these voices will probably continue to be completely you know, battling with you know between oh he's
0: just being nice da da. Uh, yeah all that stuff but no I agree, and I thank you for that. That's nah, not very kind, and really back to you, like, ah. like you're so sweet and amazing. And like when I saw you earlier today when we were walking, in, I was like, oh, you just have such a warm. Or I was even telling our engineer Wolf, like when he went to the restroom, I was like, he's so sweet. <laughs> like, he's just so kind and so warm. You're cute. So I appreciate it, and I just want to touch on one thing because yeah. I saw it in the bio you sent me. Yeah, you've done voiceover work. Oh yeah. What are some of the places you've done voiceover work at? And how did you get into that?
1: Ah, that's a fun that's Not funny. to just like
0: dive into that, but I was sure. like, I have to ask him.
1: Okay, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. You know, this was um when I was uh first of all, all of this was back uh in Israel. Mm-hmm. So the voiceovers uh that I for the shows I did uh were all the sh- were in Hebrew. So uh, you know, we would get uh, uh, Digimon and Pokémon and Beyblades and Winks Club and yeah. all those shows. This is this is from what I remember. So they imported it to Israel, and we had you know they had to produce the uh, uh, Hebrew voiceover yeah. for it. So I was thirteen, and I was in one of those uh, you know uh, community theater groups, and one of our managing something opened this. You know, whatever, he called me for an audition. So I was 13 uh, when I started doing that. And and that's it until I was, I don't know, like 22. And uh, and then, you know, I grew, you know, my voice was not a voice of a child yeah. anymore. So it was like, okay, uh, you'll be good for other parts. But then I already left Israel. So it was Pokemon and Digimon and Beyblades and- uh, I saw SpongeBob. The, oh, SpongeBob too, yes. SpongeBob That's insane!
0: Too. What character did you do? There was even you... Harry
1: Potter. The third movie. Was there a third movie?
0: Yeah, I think there's a whole bunch.
1: Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't used to watch these shows, but I would. I would really. Actively. Yeah, and it was. It was cool. It was actually really cool. While my friends went to work in McDonald's or some shop or something small, I would get you know my hundred dollar per hour as a kid because you do voiceover for something. Glad. So I was. It, it empowered me as a kid. I was like, I'm working professionally, and I'm 14. And, you know, you see, you know, you go to your friend's place, and the show plays, and then at the scroll, uh, the name. The credits, is, yeah. The credits at the bottom, you see, you know, your friend's wow. name. Wow.
0: You know. Who did you do voiceover work for in SpongeBob? Like, do you remember the character? I don't.
1: I don't. I don't.
0: Because that's kind of a big deal. Like, yes. when I saw that, I was like, this is. That essentially means you starred in, or like you contributed to, arguably like the biggest cartoon, yeah, ever to exist.
1: You know, it's it sounds really nice when you say that. I it never occurred to me like this way. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't SpongeBob. It wasn't like the main character. Yeah. You know, there were we were few actors doing few different characters. Mm-hmm. Sorry, few different characters. Around it, and the way it worked is, you know, we came to the studio. There's like time, 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 uh, and you get a text. And next to each uh, replica, like it, it, each like by your text, there's a time code, you know, so that you and then you look at the screen and you see the you see the visuals wow. and you hear the English in one ear and you hear the yourself from the microphone in Hebrew in the other ear and you have the text and you know that in three seconds this paragraph is about to start and you see the timeline runs on the TV and you hear and you just, you know, try to start the sentence while you look at the... C- cartoon moving its mouth, and uh-huh. you read and do all this together. So I, and then we jump. Okay, next page 30 something. So I don't really know what's happening. I'm just like running yeah. lines. And sometimes the director, you know, would say, uh, here he's actually laughing because of what happened earlier that you don't know, but it's okay. You don't need to know. We're here on time. Just to say the lines and go home. So I never really knew what's wow. happening in the show, who was with who. And but I did that and I worked. That is so
0: fascinating. Yes, is it? And they probably do it that way. You know, you have the show playing and whatnot to kind of give you a second to feel it out how you're supposed to sound when going into it. Yeah. You know, because when they show, you know, like behind the scenes for making, you know, a bunch of other animated and cartoon movies, they'll usually show like the actor, the voiceover character going into the studio and just like reading lines so i always thought you know for voiceovering work and looping it was essentially the same thing mm-hmm. like they just go in a studio and just read line for line in a certain voice that's very interesting
1: yeah something like that that is
0: such a fun fact yeah it's a fun fact if you tell people that at parties here in new york you're gonna get laid even more than you probably already do
1: <laughs> really yes how come i haven't done it do it now? i'll
0: do it whenever like you're at a party and you're handing somebody their drink that you made for them, or something, and you guys are getting to know each other.
1: And you go like, "I did SpongeBob in
0: Israel in 20 whatever." Yeah, yeah. I'm you sure wait that. for it to come to you. Like everyone, in, you know, in the circle will be passing a blunt, talking about like their own stories or just like fun facts, and just uh, be like, yeah. "Well, like when I was in Israel as a young professional actor at the age of 14, I essentially starred in SpongeBob, but in Israel." Hey, you will shut the party down.
1: Okay, wow, yeah.
0: Okay. At least to me, like, I find that so fascinating. I'm going to try it. Like, I find that fascinating. I'm not even, like, the biggest, like, Spongebob stan, like, there is. I mean, like, shout out to him, but, like, you right. know, I'm not a child, but, like. Isn't he gay? I think so. He, I think so. He, didn't he, like, come out? That's I, f- I felt like
1: that was. Like, they the had a whole, thing.
0: like, Twitter thing. Like, he came out on Twitter. Maybe, yeah. Or something like that.
1: You know, there. I feel like some yeah. of those, supposed to Everybody's talking about it that, he, that he's gay underneath it all, mm-hmm. and That's I think SpongeBob. he actually did like a
0: thing for Pride like last year or whatever. Like he came out, or it was something very subtle. Okay. Yeah, it was like rainbow affiliated somehow. Like there was a rainbow thrown in there somewhere, <laughs> and everyone was like, SpongeBob. "Oh my god, SpongeBob came out!"
1: Yeah, fucking it up
0: and everything. And <laughs> to and I just want to go from one. Gay icon SpongeBob to another, yes. Which is you and Saint Ahmad, yes. And you guys collab together, yes. On shit that I do, yeah. I talked to him. I talked about it with him last week. I just wanted to know how do you guys get together and what made you look at Ahmad and be like,
1: I need him on my song. Yes, yes. Well, Saint Ahmad love is amazing. I mean, he's, he's he's amazing. He's such a he's one of his songs is called Beast. Yes, and. To me, I cannot just say oh, he's a beast. He's just a real beast, you know. He's yeah. So uh, um, uh, he's got this ambition, and he's a force. Uh, and then to top it with, you know, his talent for you know writing lyrics and mm-hmm. performing, and then dancing, and you know his looks and everything. I mean, yes, yes, Amad Saint Amad is is amazing. Uh, you know where um, we met. We met about two years ago, completely randomly on the street uh, in the first summer of the pandemic. So you know the world is chaotic, and yeah. but at least it's not cold anymore. So we're people are going out, to the park. Still, yeah. And then he, and then it was in Chelsea. Oh my God, you want that story? Actually, it's cute. It's cute. It's good that it'll be documented somewhere. Uh, he was crossing the, he was crossing the road. I was crossing. Uh-huh. I was supposed to go south. He was supposed to go north. And then our our heads are just like. You know, I don't know something like this. That's so sweet. And he was wearing his glasses. I was wearing mine. And I just thought. And I continued to look back. And he continued to walk. And I stayed on the pavement. And I looked. And I continued to look back. And he is walking and walking and not turning around. And he gets to almost the next block. I I was in 25th. He already get to 26th. And then when he had to wait for the light to cross the road, he's turning. And I Aww. held my look the whole time because I had this spiritual something that told me he's gonna turn around. Um, wow! And I just had to. So he turns around and we're far, but I'm seeing him. So I go like, "Yo, bitch! I'm yeah, like, come over here! Come over here!" <laughs> and and then he's like, "Ah, I'm oh, sorry." And then he's like, "Ah, okay." So he's walking and and we introduce you know uh, ourselves to each other, uh, and. I was like, of course, you're a dancer. Yes, you're a dancer. You're an artist. Oh, me too. And then the same Aww. night, you know, I sent him some of my stuff and we got together in the park. And, you know, and then he told me that he just moved to New York and he, he is rapping and he writes these things. And I told him that I used to do it, but uh, I kind of gave up on it. And I was doing like musical theater producing. And, but but you're just very talented. And then seeing really his very young and fresh passion to wanting to become this thing started to spark more in me yeah and i then was uh uh, i was for the first time really really depressed uh so i was still dealing with you know with 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 a version of depression uh and hanging out with him and was was just so joy full of joy and i so i found so much joy in this young guy yeah. who, oh, who who likes similar things to what i like or i think i used to like maybe i still like them
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know let's just write something and then you know and then it was some months later uh, you know i had this uh, uh i had this line "Shit that i do for the money yeah that i do for the uh-uh the that i do and i think i played it to him and i just really needed or wanted someone to uh, you know to like play around with so yeah. we took this beat and we started putting it together and then and then it became uh, you know fast you know I mean there so so that's it we had this just one demo uh, after some time and then I disappeared yeah uh, to Florida for uh-huh. long months while Cemad you know started, owning his craft and right. putting more and more and more shit out and gaining, you know, his momentum. Mm-hmm. And I once in a blue moon would be like, I'm seeing your shit from Florida. This is amazing. I'm just so happy. And he's like, yo, what's up with the shit that I do? Are we doing it or not? And I'm like, I still don't know. I just, it takes me time. It really, mentally, I was, def- I was not like doing what I am doing now. So I'm saying all of this, not to just blah, blah for a long time, but just to really acknowledge that this connection with Saint Ahmad randomly on the street That's that led into let's just enjoy making some song together turned into it it, it lit a fire under my yeah dish completely again. yeah and 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 he's been encouraging uh, uh, tough and hard on me yeah uh, but all with like this these good intentions of like yo boy wake up you like leave the depression whatever aside do this it's mm-hmm. great and 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 one thing led to another and you know and you put another stone and another stone one brick yeah yeah another brick after another brick and i took my friends and we put together you know we finished this song which uh who the, the person that produced the beat to it is one of my best friends amir schoenfeld um, And, you know, with Ahmad, I finished that and another friend from Florida, you know, helped with lyrics. And so we were like four people, you know, doing this song and suddenly it sounded good. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, OK, well, if it's good, what are we going to do with it? Right. And then I had this idea for a music video and another good friend came in, a cinematographer and another friend director. And we put this, you know, video together. And now I am launched again to the world. You know, as a music artist, and I am saying this so now beautiful. to myself yeah. to create it, you know, uh, I'm still having a hard time believing that being an artist is cool and it's okay, you know, and if yeah. if it's manly. So now I am, I don't know, just generally in, in a much better place after yeah. I put all my shit out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. And it just shows that you and mod's interaction on the street, yeah, meant to be. Yeah, 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 meant to be. You know. Yeah, like of course, like you would have came back upon yourself, but sometimes you do need. How do you want to say that other person, but just that other soul to connect with you? Yes, and just be like, you could do this. I see it in you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and a model's that for you. Yeah, and now you have the shit that I do. Yes, out now everywhere. That's Videos right. out as well. Stream it. Yes, please, because it's yeah. beautiful.
1: And then show us what's the kind of shit that you would do in the comments. Yeah, that's gonna be the next. That's gonna be the next TikTok challenge. Oh yeah. Sound, you know, what, what what what's the the shit that other people would do? See, I was gonna ask you, what's the shit that you would do? What's the shit that I would do? Yeah. Wow. Well, the whole point of the song is, yeah. I let people make up whatever they want to make uh-huh. up for me. Tell me, leave in the comments, you know, tell me in the comments what kind of shit you would want me to do. Or you're you a professional.
0: Would do. The way you just deviated and like flipped the question around to not answer it this is a professional right here
1: tell me What's i mean I, I mean i could i mean i could tell you a quick little thingy go for it uh, i mean really it started when i was for the first time in my life depressed uh uh-huh. um, didn't even know how to digest that i'm depressed so this is we're talking some months mm-hmm. during 2020 and um and i had barely money to my name yeah Uh, and I found myself, uh, and I found myself selling my used underwear online. Really? Yes. And it went well. (laughs) So, uh, and it saved me in a time where I was really low. So now I'm very proud of it. That's so beautiful. (laughs) And that's how it started. Yeah. Honestly, that's really beautiful. Oh my God. I can't believe I just told you that.
0: I love it. Because we all have shit that we would do or we've all done some crazy shit for money or, you know, some type of gain. Of course, we're not saying like selling our souls over yeah. and things that are detrimental. Right,
1: right.
2: But
0: you know what I mean? If you want a nude for $50, sure. Here, yeah. take a whole pic. Yeah. You take want you to
1: leave some pubes in the underwear? It's $50 oh. more.
0: Yeah. Would you have like certain rates in anything? Mm-hmm. Like if they were stained or if they were mm-hmm. used or if there are certain liquids in them, how yeah. would that go? Yeah. Did you have like a whole menu of like what kind of used underwear from New York would you like?
1: (laughs) Yes, I did.
2: Really? Yes.
1: Yeah, my face was not out there. Of course, Uh, yeah. My face was not out there, but everything else was pretty much there. And uh, depend, you know, on on the person, what they want. I had like different underwears that I, you know, offered. If you want my used Kelvin Klein that I wore for four workouts this week... Now, the now you can charge a little more for this uh-huh. if you want something clean that I was just wearing it for this premiere wow. of this I don't know. Like, you know apparently, uh, this is also when I realized people on the internet they what's going on? people on the internet, you would just buy it for a hundred dollars, okay, great,
0: yeah, buying I don't know, like I'm here for the business, but I don't know if I would put my money. And by that, yeah. I think all that shit's hot. Like how we talking about underwear and everything and stuff like that. A nice pair of underwear that has a, you know, a little bit of smell mm-hmm. to it. Not a stench. Yeah, right. a scent. Right. Scent is the word. Yeah, a, little a little bit scent. of scent to it. I'm into that. But yeah, you think about it, and you're like, wow. There's people that are like, yes. Here's a hundred dollars. Please ship this to me, in fucking Sri Lanka. Yeah. I would. I need. I need these these underwear right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people people that have, people that have the passion for it, and I guess they have the money for it. They don't mind it. I even started advertising uh, on a website that was like for women, uh, women's underwear. Uh, That's where it's really big. Lots of men wanting to sniff a woman, uh, a woman's underwear that they don't. Yeah, that's hot. That is hot. It's hot. I'm into it. Let it be. I love it. And I got a badass, like, song, a hit, you know, from this. So, and I met saying. Yeah. So, yeah. No that's, shame.
0: No shame. That's what artists do, though. That's taking them at their lowest point or their most confused point, being like, what can I make out of this?
1: That's, I needed to hear that. Actually, Yeah. You just, you just fixed something for me with this.
0: It's true. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just taking what you have in that moment. Like what we said, not take yourself too seriously, not being too hard on yourself and just looking and be like, what can I make with this? Yeah. I don't have to finish it today, but what can I make from this if I'm inspired by in this moment? Yeah. And you
1: clearly were. Yeah. And that's and, and that's what I did. I never thought I would actually finish it and put a song in and put it out. But my authentic self uh, found its way to manifest it into this. Mm-hmm. and uh, And I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of it. I'm happy I'm happy to be back to making music. I'm happy to be back to calling myself an artist. I'm happy to be back and practice humil- humility to go slowly slowly from one follower to another, from one gig to another mm-hmm. to get, you know, more eyeballs on on what I do and be less and less apologetic about it and hoping to, you know, impact people in the most positive way and to be I don't know. Uh, a source of 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 love, uh, yeah. you know, for people.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. We were talking about it before, and our like time is ending soon, but we were talking about it before, you know, like these journeys we're in when it comes to like accomplishing our dreams and what we really love and make our families proud and, you know, taking care of them one day, all these things that we came to the city to do. Yeah. It's hard. It's fucking hard. Fucking hard. You were talking about it. I was talking about it. Other people in the room are talking about it. Everyone is going through it. It's hard. But if you believe in it and you just have that feeling in you and you know it's right, just stick to it.
1: Yes. It will come. Yes.
0: It will come. Yes. The only thing we can't control is time. So stop worrying about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only thing we can't control besides time is luck. So stop worrying about it.
1: Right. Yes, you're saying so, words of wisdom. You know
0: what I mean? Genuinely, like focus on what you can focus on.
1: Right. Focus like, on what you can focus on?
0: Focus on what you can control, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you can control. Like me, I'm, I, I can't control numbers and outreach and, you know, how many people see this to a certain extent. Right. But what I can control is how well the interview goes. Right. Is how good the conversation goes with my guest. Is how nice I look. And yeah. this beautiful lighting. Yeah. You know, I can control all those things. So let me focus on those. Yes. I'm not going to drive myself crazy thinking about them. Yes. But let me do the best I can with those, and the rest will follow.
1: Yes. Amazing. You know what attitude. I mean? Yes, I know what you mean, and uh, it's great that you have this attitude. So it's the same thing. It's for you as well because you have that attitude
0: as well. Hopefully you see it because now, you do.
1: Yeah. Now, Yes, now I have more of that attitude. Don't take me wrong. I... I'm I I it's it's a constant work and constant self coaching to uh, tell yourself yes. don't make yourself wrong for this yeah. or let it, let go of that. Yes, of course you want the more views. Yes, of for course sure. you want it. But yeah, but uh, you're, you're 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 trying to control it uh, even when you don't want it. But then you have to tell yourself, okay, no, I'm letting go. So it's always it's always a process. It's not it's not just like oh, of course, no, I just can't control and I am just so peaceful about everything yeah. all the time. It's
0: okay okay to be a fucking wreck and, like, say it. Be like, oh, my God, this is all over the fucking place. I can't control it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Be vulnerable, but move on. Yes. Move on, you know? And ultimately, like, the more struggle and the more trials and tribulations, and that just fills up the kind of journey of our lives in a way. Mm -hmm. And for me, a thing that I always say, like, after every failure, after every redirect and misdirect and missed opportunity, I'm like, okay, well, that's just another page in the memoir. It's another page in the memoir, and it's another scene in my biopic. That's what I have said religiously since, like, high school.
1: That's good for you. You
0: know what I mean? Because if anything, that's just more to your story. Yeah. And when I have my memoir out and when I have my biopic out, it has to be entertaining. And, you know, a documentary about me won't be entertaining unless there's some drama yes. and juice and struggle and yes. some tears and dirt yeah yes. and dirt and we need those box office numbers yes so do. if there's you know shit that i'm gonna go through right now shit it's the shit that i do so
1: exactly boom you know yes. plug in the single as well
0: you're
2: so
1: sweet
0: you are too Yo. i want you to let everyone know Where they can find you when it comes to performances, social media, music coming up soon because you are working on an EP at the moment. Yes, correct. Yes, yes, absolutely. Let everyone know where they could stay up to date. Yes, of course. I'm gonna do my best to push you out there as well so people could see. Thank you. You, your art, your talent, and your beauty.
1: Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you, baby. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm Super Nero and you can find me on all the social media platforms as one Super Nero on Instagram and uh, on TikTok and on YouTube. Uh, And just, you know, stay tuned. We will uh, announce uh, performances, hopefully uh, in the continuation of this summer uh, and Fire Island in the city. yeah, I mean, really, that's it, you know. And Spotify, wherever, you know, an artist like me would hang soon on Twitter and OnlyFans and da, 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 Hey, da, da, yeah, all, you know, all of. Are those. you still
0: selling underwear? No. Okay, so that's closed. Right. So that's closed. Yeah. That's closed. But, but I.
1: But I. But I'm open to take uh, special requests. Love it. Stream, yeah. <laughs> Get that close angle, yes. Right. Stream the single.
0: Show us that you stream the single, and then maybe you could fulfill a special request for Yes,
1: it. exactly. Stream a single and share the music video, and, the music then, video. and then you can message me.
0: <laughs> so sweetheart, there you have it. Expect more music, amazing content from super Nero and maybe even used underwear in your mailbox. But Hey, sure. But I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and thank you for coming for real. Like, Ugh, it's been a long week da, 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 all this yes. stuff like that and I was coming I was like yes I'm so excited to see you here and meet him but I was like man I'm tired but you just like fueled me for the rest of the day like yes. I feel so good and I'm so thankful thank genuinely you. for you coming thank down you. here
1: thank you for giving me this opportunity yes of the course first it's, interview as a music artist as was check mark awesome loving it thank you it's always here you're a bliss the
0: more you release everything this is always here for you so thank you honey we'll see you soon and yes. we'll see you all soon. You could tune in next Friday for another episode of Me, Myself, and. And you could follow me, Joey Jabala, on Instagram at BadBussy with three Ds in the middle because you know, yeah, that's how I like Whoa. it. Yeah, uh huh, <laughs> mm hmm. So I love it. That's we'll great. We'll see y'all
2: next week. Thanks for tuning in.